Good morning, the first day of Hanukkah. And as we said last night in the Zoom Shmooze, that one has to feel the even during these difficult times that we're all facing. And the best way to face the difficult times is with the message of the Torah, the Parsha Shavua. So I want to get quickly into some Vartim on the Parsha and some Vartim on Hanukkah. And we'll soon see that we see this year that we have two Shabbosas of Hanukkah, both this week and the coming week. And we, we all understand that there's got to be a connection somehow between the Parsha and Hanukkah. And that's what we should look for and that's what we should draw inspiration for. One of the things that we see in the parsha is the difficult times that Yosef Atzadi goes through, Yaakov Avin is going through, the Mechira of Yosef, the Sina of the Achim, and the whole story of the selling of Yosef down to Mitzrayim, which eventually turns out to be the salvation of Klai So we see that, first of all, through difficult times, even when things look difficult, but we should recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really preparing ourselves for the Yeshua. And um, we should recognize that even when it looks like things are not good, but the Emes, Hakol everything is really for the best. Now, uh, the Sephurnoi says something interesting. That when the story of uh, Yosef is sent by Yaakov to go to Shechem in order to meet the brothers, Generally, we just see that the parish is filled with the, the, the message that he's looking for the brotherhood. When he's asked by the Malach Gavriel, what does he need? What is he looking for? So what he says is, uh, I'm looking for my brothers. And the Mepharshim is, I'm looking for means I'm looking for brotherhood. That's truly what he was looking for. And that's what we really have to search for. How can we have more brotherhood, better brotherhood, better togetherness, better uh, thinking about our families? In fact, I saw that Shalom HaKadosh mentions that um, we can see from the way that the Torah phrases the uh, outline of um, Yosef being sent down in order to see the, the brothers. So... Yaakov says, You should see the peace of your brothers and how the sheep, how the crops are doing. Simple understanding is, go see what's happening with the business. But the Shalom Kaddish points out, no, that we see the first thing is that a person has to first see is how is his family doing? How's Shalom Bayis? How's the peace in the house? Then afterwards, we should be able to find out also what's doing with the mumminess. The first thing we have to find out is if there's peace in the house, because if there's peace in the house, then we know that there's the ability to be able to withstand all the trials and tribulations that come up in a person's life. So when Yosef is sent down to the brothers, it says the brothers, they see him, and they decided that he was Chayef uh, Misa. They said, let's take him and throw him into a bar, into a pit, and They'll uh, claim that uh, Chayera ate him, and we'll see what happens with his dreams. And Ruvain and Yehuda, they're the ones that save him. 
And what they do is they take the the uh, pasim, they dip it into the blood of the goat, they which has similar uh, aspects as a um, as a as a male blood, and they take it, and that that's what they're going to send to to Yaakov Avinu as evidence that he was killed. Really, they don't end, end up killing him, end up selling him, which was a form of a pshara that Yehuda came up with. Yosef Reuven comes back and he sees what's happening. He's very upset. And um, Yaakov Avinu is very upset. And there's a whole, I'll call it a charade for lack of a better word, they hide the news from from Yaakov exactly what they did. But there's an interesting Pasuk. The Pasuk says that after they sold him, it says they sat down and they had a meal. They ate a Suda, which is so strange. You know, you can imagine you're selling your brother, and then all of a sudden you have a you have a suda. So Sephora Akadosh points out that um, the brothers were assured of their psakalocha that Yosef was a rodev, and since he was a rodev, he was chayiv misa and chayiv misa, and that's what the pasuk says. Vayesh pasuk perak lamadzayim pasuk chavei vayesh v'lecholechem. They went. They sat down. They had a meal. And the reason is because they decided this was a proper psakalacha. And when a person makes a proper psakalacha, a person has to be assured that what he's doing is the right thing. Now, the truth is, we have to fully understand exactly what the what was going on over here. The famous word we'd like to say over from the Shalah Kaddish is how could it be that Yosef really spoke Lashon Hara about the brothers, which is the reason why they felt that he was a relative. And what did he say about them? He said that they ate Avram and Achai, that they were over in Gila Arayus, and they were Motzi Diba, they spoke harshly against the the, the B'nei HaShifcha, that's uh, God, Asher, Don, those are the ones that they spoke against, right? So, first of all, how could Yosef have spoken Lashon Har? Also, the Shalak Kodesh Baruch Hu. Why does he have a Yovah Yosef? Is Dibasamra a Dibara? He brought a Dibara. It says by Yovah Yosef as Shemra. Like we say, a person is Motzi Shemra. Why is Lashon of a Diba? Lashon of a Dovar, like a, something which is not exactly Lashon Ara. And also, how could he possibly have stated such such things about the brothers? How could the brothers be over on Gilai Rais? How could the brothers be over on Shvichas Damid? So he brings down. That the Mufarshim uh, say over, he brings down from a Kaivet Yashim, from an old manuscript, that we know that Avram Avinu made what's called the Sefer Yitzira. And the Sefer Yitzira is a, is a mystical Sefer, we have it today. But from it, a person can learn out the deepest Kabbalistic secrets. And it was given over only to the special children of Avram Avinu, Yitzchak. And Yitzchak gave it to Yaakov, and ya- Yaakov gave it. To his children, but which children did he give it to? He gave it to the miuchasim, to the the so-called special ones, which means not the bnei gvirta, not the bnei shifcha, but the bnei gvirta, only to Leia's children. We'll soon see why it could be. It's a question why he didn't give it to Rachel as well, but he gave it definitely gave it to Leia's children, and it's given over like the Gemara says in Harius that you can only give over the secrets. To the people who are considered Yuchasim, only great Tamid Chacham. And the, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, 
that there's something special that you can get out from the Sefer Yitzira, that Rava used to make an Igla Tilsa every year of Shabbos. He would make a special cow, a delicious, luscious cow, which he would use in order to eat on Shabbos. Why he didn't get a regular cow, I don't know. But the Gemara says he made it to be the Sefer Yitzira, which is a tziruf of different shemos. You know a famous story of, which is said about the uh, Maralmi Prague that he made a goylam. I'll question historically if it's really a true ish, true fact or not. We're not going to get into that now. But the main thing is that you're able to take different shemus and you can create different forms which look like they're really creations, but they're really only mystical creations. So it wasn't really something which was born. And therefore, it's very, very good that when they said they ate Avram and Achai, because Yosef had seen them with his Iglatilsa eating it, and he they didn't make a shechita. He said they're eating Avram and Achai. The Gemara also says that Rava would make forms of human beings. Rava Bara Gavra. He would create a man. And he sent it to Rebzeira. He's a shliach for some reason. And the shamus that a person creates the man with is different than the shamus you created in a cave with. The different shamus. So it could very well be that Yosef saw the brothers walking with strange women. And he thought that these strange women were women of ill repute. And therefore he said that they're being over in Gilarius. They didn't realize these are really not human beings. They're really from the Sefer Yitzira. And... What was the third thing we said? That he spoke harshly against the Shvatim. He used to speak about the, 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 the B'nai Shifcha, like we said, the children of Bila and Zilpah. The reason, what happened was that they didn't allow those of the Shifteka to get the secrets. So they say, oh, they used to say, oh, they're from the B'nai Shifcha. They weren't saying in a derogatory manner. They were like stating a fact that they didn't necessarily have the Yichus in order to be able to learn with them those soldiers of the Sefer Yitzir, which Avram, which Avram had given over to Yitzchak, Yitzchak to Yaakov, and Yaakov had only given over to Miyuchasim. So Yosef, for some reason, was left out of it. The theory could be that Yosef, since he used to be Mechabed, the Bnei Shifcha, so they held, even though he had a din of a Bnei Gvirta, of the child of Rachel, but since he was hanging out with them, therefore he lost his Matzav of Yichus, and therefore they didn't give it over to him. So therefore Yosef, Really, on his side, he really didn't say Lashon Hara because what he saw, according to the vision that he saw, he saw people that were doing things which were against Allah. And that's why the Pasuk says, Vayav Yosef is Dibasam Salviyam. It was just a Dibara. So something really which, if you'll be able, if he would have been able to, 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 to delve into it, he would have been able to find out that really they weren't really doing things against the Torah. So that's one thing we see an interesting Mahalach in the Torah. I want to say over something which is even also a more fantastic, which I saw in, his, in a, a, a brought down from a great Talmud Chacham. We know that in the middle of the parasha, it speaks about the parasha of Yehuda and Tamar and uh, the birth of Peretz and Zerach. The Medrash says an unbelievable thing. It says in the passage, Vahib Eisahi. And Rashi's Medayik, why does it say Vahib Eisahi? What's the reason why we speak about that particular time? Rashi says his peers, but the Medrash says an unbelievable thing. The Medrash says that in this week's parasha, we see that the Shvatim were being involved with the selling of Yosef down to Mitzrayim. And Yosef, because of that, was being Isaac in his sack and his tinus. He was very despondent. Ruvain also was upset that he was not able to save Yosef. He was also Isaac in sack and tinus. 
Yaakov Avinu thought that Yosef was killed, so therefore he was also being Yosef in Sak Betani, so he felt in a mourning state. Yehuda was being Yosef in finding a wife, as the Pesach says, and even though we'll soon see that the episode of Tamar looked like an Avera, but we know that what came out of that is a great, great thing. And the Badger says, V'akadosh Baruch Hu is being Isaac in the Irish of Mashiach. And that's what the Pesach says, the Badger says, V'hi ba'esahi, it was that time, V'yerit Yehuda. Yehuda went down to look for a wife. This is an episode which looks on the surface as if it's a some sort of chet that Yehuda did, and it doesn't look like a good thing on behalf of the Jewish people. But really these were the seeds of Melech HaMashiach, because eventually the union of Tamar and Yehuda brought out Zerach and Peretz, which eventually brings out the Malchus of David HaMelech, which is eventually going to be Mashiach ben David, is going to come from this from this union. So first of all, we see that there's a Gavalika connection between this parsha and the Irish HaMashiach, and it's also a message, no matter how difficult the times are, we should recognize the light of Mashiach is being built even during these times. There's a fantastic sefer, which we mentioned last week, the Bat Ayin. The Bat Ayin was also a Mekubal, and he became very, very popular in the last few years. Last week was his yard site, and I saw an unbelievable shot from the Basayan, which I'm going to share with you. At the end of the parsha, of, in the middle of the parsha of the story of, of Yehuda, Yehuda, we know his children were married, and then one of them was married to Tamar. Then he died. Er died. Yehuda wanted Ainon to do Yibum. Ainon didn't do Yibum. Akadosh Baruch was upset. And therefore he um, he killed them also. So now two children are dead. There's one left over, Shayla. But Yehuda doesn't want to give Shayla over because he's afraid that um, that Tamar has a dinner of a Katlanus. And therefore he pushes her off. Tamar hears about it. Tamar's upset. Tamar puts, makes herself out as if she's a woman of ill repute. A Zaina. She goes and stands in the parish's Drachim. Eventually, uh, Yehuda goes and Yehuda has a relationship with her. She becomes pregnant. And three months later, it's told to Yehuda that his daughter-in-law, Tamar, was a, was did a Nus, and therefore she's really Chayiv Shreifa without getting into all the different halachas, why she was Chayiv Tzarefa. So, the whole story of Yehuda being taught a lesson by Tamar, Tamar pulls out the, the psilim and the chasemes, we'll soon see what the, what, the, what the deeper meaning is behind that, and eventually Yehuda agrees that she is correct, and she said, he said, Tzat Kamimani, eventually she gives birth to two children, one of them is Peretz, and one of them is Zarach, and those are the Zricha of Melech HaMashiach, which comes from them. The Pasuk says, It was after three months. So listen to the words of the Basayin. Basayin brings down from the Rizal, that the Rizal says that Chanukah is the seif of the Meidin from the times of Rosh Hashanah. And this is the Remez over here. We're talking about the days of Chanukah. That's when this story took place. And that's what it says. It was at the end of three months, three months is from the time period of Rosh Hashanah until Chaf Hei Kislev. It's come out three months. And it says, and that's Pshat Vahiba Esahi. At that time, 
that's when we're able to finalize the the final psak halacha of which a person has to do um, in order to do tshuva for his chatayim on Rosh Hashanah. So it says like this. Um, the chasim of the dinners on Rosh Hashanah. And that's what it says. And what happened then? This is the pshat. It was told to Yehuda. Yehuda is a remez to Havaya, because it has in it the shame Havaya. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vayugad is the Satan. The Satan is coming in the last second. And he's saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Zonsa Samar. That Tamar, Sin. Who's Tamar? That's Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is Doime to a Tamar. It's Doime to a date. And Zonsa, Klal Yisrael is sinning. Klal Yisrael is Dovuk in its Chatoim. That's what it says. Vihine Hara Liznunim. It's literally as if she is pregnant to her taiva. Klai Yisrael is still Dovak in the taiva. Again, this is all the message of the Sutton trying to dan Klai Yisrael l'kafchayv. And then the Pasuk says, Yehuda, therefore Yehuda says, the Rebbe says, true, you should take them out, take out, take out Klai Yisrael, and they should be destroyed. And then the Pasuk says, he mites as she's being taken out. She sends to her father-in-law. Just forgot to mention one thing: that Klai Yisrael is considered the kala of Klai Yisrael. That's why it says So she sends to her father-in-law Lamar, and she says like this: Laish. She says to the man, the man meaning to say, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Lemi Asher To who are these things? Eileloi is Begmatria 72. That's the Gematria of Chesed. Chesed is 72. So what she's saying is, Le'eileloi, she's asking for Chesed, which means sometimes Klai Yisrael might do a sin, but Be'emes, we're not Dovuk in Zenunim, but we are Dovuk really in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the proof is, listen to this Gemal Tukupshat, and she says, this is Klai Yisrael is saying, the Tomar is saying, Hakirna, Recognize lemi hachaysemes to who is this uh, seal? This is a remez to the seal of the kohen gadol on the pach shemen, which was found in the times of the chashmanayim. That there's always a pure side of klal yisrael. Vapsilim, the psilim are the wicks again, the wicks which we light the oil with. Vahamate and the mate. The mata is the staff, which is the gematria 60. Hamata is gematria 60, which is gematria of Kli. That's a remez to the pach shemen, to the Kli, which held the pach shemen. Lemiach is Who has the oil? Who has the psilim? Who is hamata? Who has the Kli, the pach shemen, which is filled with oil, which is tohar? And what does it say? Vayaka Yehuda. Yehuda says, Vayimatzot kamimeni. Yes, you are more correct than me. And therefore he says, at the end, he says, the, the Lushen is, the Hishulcha el Shila. The Hishulcha, it says, Al-Kain lo nasatil bani. I didn't give it to Shayla bani. It says, HaKadosh Baruch is going to bring, the Melech HaMashiach is going to come, when we come to Shilai, Ramazim, 
of Melech HaMashiach. Rabbi it's unbelievable how we have the light of Mashiach in the midst of the stories of the difficult times. We have the lights of Hanukkah, and this is all illuminating our lives as well. We want to end off with just one Maizah that Rav Yashiv Zechot in his later years, I saw brought down from our Talmud bin Yom and Kirshner, that he was in the hospital and after having a heart attack, and it was during Hanukkah, and he felt very, very bad. He held, you're not allowed to light Hanukkah licht in a Hanukkah, it's not a house. He sent a shlich to light in his own house, but he wanted very, very much to be Mekayim, the mitzvah, and the doctors finally let him out at the end, and they gave him strict instructions. He should light the candles only when he, as soon as he gets home, and what he did was he said all the hirotsons beforehand, and then when he got home immediately, he lit the candles downstairs, and then he went upstairs, and as he was making the brachas, they say when he got to the bracha of he was crying. Rav Yashem was not such an emotional person. At least he didn't show his emotions. But he was to be able to light the candles. Rabbi said we should recognize that we have this opportunity on this Shabbos to light the candles, to light the Pach Shemen, to say, should be that we are Dovik in him. We should be to the light of Mashiach. To a good Shabbos for everybody, wishing everyone a Freilich, a Freilich and Chanukah, and Mashiach should come soon. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.